Hey guys, thank you so, so much for tuning into today's podcast. As you can tell by the title, this podcast is about the super typhoon that had hit the place that I had grown up uh, called Saipan. The super typhoon U2 is what it was named, and October 25 is when it hit. Even though it's been nearly a month as of the time of uploading this, since the typhoon has hit, I still think it's important to know that there's still a lot of recovery that needs to take place before the island is fully rebuilt. Um, and I took this opportunity to talk to uh, some people that I'd known a while back, especially maybe in my middle school and high school years, uh, just a few people, just to ask them about their experiences during the storm. And luckily, they're all good. They're all fine. Um, some damages had occurred. Um, and even one of my friends that I talked to in this podcast is uh, now rendered homeless, which is unfortunate. But uh, I think it allowed me to have some perspective. And uh, luckily out here in California, I don't have any of those issues. But without further ado, here's the podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy. And I'll be introducing every person that I talk to before I have the conversation go on. first person I talked to in this podcast is Debbie Wingfield. She was my elementary and middle school teacher for the subjects of art, Bible, and music, and she is now retired. She has been sending email updates uh, daily since the end of the storm, and I believe as of recording this, she's been sending out day 22, day 23 updates. So it's been really interesting to read like journal entries, uh, and this is our conversation. How was it for you guys when you were in the storm and where is it now or like how are you guys doing now personally mm -hmm. um we've been through three super typhoons in the last 40 years so i i'm comparing it to the other three or the other two um i have never felt a concrete house and our house is solid concrete I've never felt it shake before, and it was shaking. That's the thing that was the scariest. Didn't happen with the others, but this one, the damage to me, because we had Solador or Sodalor three years ago, it took out a lot of the vegetation, a lot of the big trees, and so a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of hauling this year as opposed to three years ago because it had been cleaned out. So for this typhoon, we didn't have a lot of debris like we did three years ago. Mm -hmm. So that, that was different. But uh, the uh, Sotolor was bad. I thought that was horrific. But this one, it was different. It, it was... Uh, Oh, how do I explain? The house was shaking. That's what that is what caught my attention. And at the moment the house was shaking, one of our windows blew out. That's oh. never happened. Before. Oh my goodness, yeah. So we encountered three years ago we encountered a lot of damage from the debris, the large trees falling. Um I saw um 
like the ironwood branches impaled into the ground, like a foot into the ground. Just the force was so strong that, uh, you know, the, the debris cleanup was probably once the dust settled, it was probably like about six inches off of the grass, just covered with debris. So that was hard cleanup. This time there wasn't a lot of cleanup. So in that way, it, it's different because we don't have that amount of, of, of work to do. Right now, it's two weeks after the storm. Our yard is clean. We have hosed down the house. Everything is clean. Whereas with Sotolor, it was months and months and months of cleaning. So that's what's different. That's really um, interesting. Um, yeah. What, but the, so what I'm curious to know then is, okay, so... Soul Delore, did it uh, did it hit the entire island? I mean, I guess evenly um, compared to because I know that I yeah it, yeah. I think it it did. Um, the for that one, the eye passed right over us. We felt the calm, but the eye was only five miles wide, so it was fierce because we didn't have a whole lot of um, uh, time that we were in the eye. It was a smaller storm, and it was more intense. This one was a larger storm, and it had a bigger eye because it encompassed Tinian and half of Saipan, the larger eye. Um, it was, it lasted longer. This one was like uh, 8 to 10 hours of fierce wind without a let-up. The other one came fast. It was in and out. It was a tight storm, but it was really powerful. So this one, because it lasted so long and there was rain, this one had a lot of rain. Um, that was bad. With Sotolor, we didn't have a lot of rain. So, you know, people lost things, but they didn't get soaked. Right. But this one was, it was bad because it packed a lot of water. So... Um, yeah, we heard, th this was unusual, we heard glass this time, we heard a lot of glass flying and a um, lot of strange noises, but that time when the, when it flew over and um, the windows blew out, that was very scary, that, that, the shaking of the house and the windows, that was really scary. Oh, But, okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. So we never we never experienced that before. Wow. So that well, okay. was, was different. Yeah, that because you know I see the pictures, but even still, I don't. I haven't really gotten to um, really talk to anybody in in that kind of descriptive way of what it was mm -hmm. like. I I mean I've messaged people, checked in, seeing if they're good, um, mm -hmm. but it's never been described in that way of course you know you see like the tin, I, i'm assuming a lot of the tin roof houses just were demolished or like um yeah well yeah. you know what is interesting about that is before you know when um when it happens if tin roof blows off and then you replace your tin roof and you're good to go right right this and the wall came down so there's no you can't put up uh, a tin roof when there's no walls so even the concrete was it it was gone just demolished there's nothing left the everything was gone i mean there was nothing 
But oh, it didn't okay. take them long to get that back up and running. Okay. Yeah, so, so what so, was that like? Um, so you had no access to internet or anything for a couple of days? Is that what, what, well, what it was? Well, no, because at the school, uh, they tell me that they never ran out of uh, internet. They had it all through the storm. They never ran out. Um, Mr. Romel was about that. But uh, because we had that undersea cable now, we were not cut off physically uh, from the phone. We, we still could use the, the cell phone, but it was spotty because the towers came down. Mm. Okay. So we have internet. It's just that we don't, if you don't have a generator, you can't access the, the internet, but we, it's still running. So during the storm, which is interesting because before the undersea cable, we were totally cut off. We had nothing. But now, it, at least during the storm, we still got internet if oh. you have a generator. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, for you guys, um, did you guys get your power cut out? or? Oh, yeah. We yeah. still don't have power. Running water? Water came uh, Sunday, last Sunday. Okay, how's how's it working uh, without power? So this is um like you're using a, a smartphone right now. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you guys have to go and travel out to uh, be able to get that charged, or do you have like uh, just well batteries? we have uh, we ordered, we ordered solar uh, solar battery uh, solar lights that you can plug in your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have we have generators, so we turn the generator on like you know two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening. Mm -hmm. But you definitely have to like cut down on whatever I guess comfortable lifestyle you had uh, you've had prior to the storm. Oh yeah, of course you have to. Yeah. Uh, you know you don't you don't want to go you don't want to pay that much because we're paying the money for the generator that takes right. up a lot of gas. Yeah. So yeah, you try to conserve as best you can. So, but I'm, we are going yeah. for the help that's been here. Mm -hmm. Um. So just like you know, just a side question. Uh, what do you miss most? Um. Post uh, post the storm. I, <laughs> I think I think it's the routine. You know, you get into a certain routine, a certain normalcy before, but now it's a new normal. You know. It's a, there's a lot of boredom because we try to stay clear of the roads and we don't want to, you know, I mean, there's a lot of um, relief people out there, so we don't want to get in the way, so we try as best we can to stay off the road, And but it's pretty isolated if you don't live in a community. We live, you know, on the backside of the island, so we don't really see a lot of people. So it's kind of, kind of, Mm, you know, you don't have the power that you can go and run and flip on and do whatever you want to do, so you have to uh, live your life according to when the generator is on. The rest of the time, we play Scrabble a lot. and. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, that keeps <laughs> you busy. I mean, I like that. That sounds fun. It gets fun. Yeah, I guess well, it's fun for a certain amount of time. Well, it is, yeah. uh, you know, when you have your devices and all the conveniences, you don't spend a lot of family time together. Everybody is on their device doing whatever. But now, since we don't have it, we spend a lot of family time. The second person I have on this podcast is Isaac Tenorio. He is someone that was my classmate in English class my sophomore year. And he is now a teacher at a middle school. 
which I find impressive. I didn't know that about him until we hopped on the phone with each other. And this is our conversation. You've been through so, uh, both Sotolore and yep. you two. Um, yes. Tell me about the differences between both of them. Okay, so for Sotolore, um, we didn't know what was going on. They, the government did not know. They weren't tracking it well enough. And they called it Tropical Storm Sotolore. But w it, within a matter of hours, it became Super Typhoon Sotolore. And we didn't know until it already left. And at that point, too, everything was destroyed. We were cut off from the world. And nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew how to contact anybody because all the power, there was no power, no water, no communication, no internet, no nothing. Everything was cut off. And then with this one, um, our communication is obviously better. And yeah, clearly. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah, talking yeah. to you, right? But, right. Um, that's the main difference. I guess it was almost kind of the same thing where it intensified, but they had already told us that it was going to be a super typhoon. So a lot of us were, in a sense, prepared much more so than Sotolore. Yeah. Right. But I want to know, too, like when you were – so you, you're homeless. Yeah. Yeah, my so home is – what happened? Like how did you uh, navigate uh, – you know, where did you go in your house that allowed mm -hmm. you to – you know, s survive the storm, or okay. did you go to another place? I did. So the funny thing is, whenever there's a huge storm that's coming, and um, I just feel like I don't, because I already knew from the get-go that my house is not safe for storms. My <laughs> landlord, my landlord did not build it well enough so that it could, sur you know, um, survive any storm. So I was like, I was like, um, I gotta go check in somewhere, somewhere safer with my family because. You know, I mean, I live by myself, but my mom's place is also not so safe. So I told her, I told my mom, like, let's go check in at Aquarius real quick, just for one night. Just Hopefully for one it's night. Not that bad. Yeah. yeah. Just, okay. Okay. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Because it's you never know. I mean, it's an investment. I don't want to get hurt in my own house because that sucks, right? Like, yeah. I can't imagine what everyone else went through. But because we're at Aquarius, we were safe. You know. Right. But right. <laughs> the thing is, um. With YouTube, the whole building was shaking like there was an earthquake the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that was honestly the scariest thing. And there were so many um, families who had to evacuate in the middle of the storm because their windows shattered, uh, walls were falling down. It was crazy. I didn't, <laughs> it was, I, I couldn't believe it. But our room was safe. <laughs> but you're, you're, no. Aquarius was still shaking. It was still shaking. Yes, oh, Every, everything. Oh, was, and you yeah. know, and it's like I was thinking there was an earthquake because I was on the bed and I felt the whole building move, and I was like, "What's going on? Is there an earthquake? What's going on?" But no, it was the wind. Holy crap! It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. You know, I'm still in disbelief that it even happened. You know? Yeah, but, I know. Uh, yeah. And it's almost been th it's almost been three weeks. That's almost yeah. been three weeks. That's nasty, yeah. dude. Like that shit is crazy. It shouldn't have been that strong i believe it was like um how long how much time or how much notice did you guys have before you knew it was going to be like a category a, a category five coming your way okay so they were monitoring it the week before so you know we're kind of like okay let's we got to prepare start preparing it took us a weekend to prepare you know like board up your houses this thing is expected to come on that wednesday wednesday night or actually it kept changing 
like they said, it was going to come Thursday, Friday, then went back to Wednesday because the speed was going up and down. Like it was, its track was so hard to track, but you know, they were keeping their eyes on it. And then I guess all those days um, before that, the, the days leading up to uh, Wednesday, everybody was just kind of getting prepared. Like, okay, they're saying that it's going to be huge, 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 huge storm. It's a possibility that it was going to be a Category 5. Something we've never experienced here. But, you know, of course, Islanders are like, ah, it's okay, it's another. <laughs> right, you, you know? guys always have that. Right, like, yeah. because we just had Mancut, right? It was right before this. And we're did just like, hit, oh, Mancut. That one hit Saipan? It did, in a sense, but it wasn't as bad as, for example, Rota. Yeah, you know? I know that it was mainly Rota that got hit. Yeah, that's like the biggest hit for that storm. So we were lucky that time. But of course, like I guess people got comfortable and they're like, "It's okay. The huge storm already passed. Man could already pass. We're gonna be okay." Yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think I think uh, Sotolor was also a category five. But um, I, I think because I, I looked it up and the winds were about I think sustained winds were like one hundred thirty compared to one eighty, mm -hmm. and and yeah. the gusts would go over two hundred. Yes. Uh, yes. So. What was the uh, was was there any damage at Aquarius? Yes, there was so much, um, both interior and exterior. So, the, on the outside, you could see that parts of the building are missing. Oh <laughs> like, my god! Yeah, the cement kind of flew off. One of the um, parts of the building fell onto my car <laughs> and oh. shattered my window. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, but like you know, it's like whatever. What can we do, right? Like, right, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's done. I mean, what am I do? Cry about it? You know, so like whatever. <laughs> Did you cry about it? I didn't. Okay. I thought I was gonna, but like, I was like, uh, oh, "It's just your car." It's just a car. Yeah, I mean, it still runs. I'm yeah. still gonna use oh, it. Oh, it still like, runs. Like, it still runs. Oh, what, so what like, brand is it? It's only. It's a Honda. Honda it's a Honda. Ford, Everybody should yeah. start buying a Honda. Yeah, buy okay. a Honda. Okay. Because it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It survived the storm. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Right. So, um, but yeah. So the outside, and then some. A lot of the rooms in inside, like I could so backtrack all the way to our room. I was calling people in because their rooms were breaking, literally breaking. Like they could see that um, they could see that um, how do I explain this? That the walls are about to cave in. Mm -hmm. They could see that, and they were planning to leave and go outside. I was like, you are How do not you going leave outside. in yeah, that kind like, of weather? Exactly, because you can hear it, you can feel it, you can kind of see it, and I'm just like. You are not leaving. And there are a few families who are just trying to get out. But I was like, no, just come into our room. It's fine. So one of the – there's one old lady and her two grandkids who came down from the floor above us, and their room was trashed. And she had asked me to go up to her room and look for the bag of medication for – her grandchild. I was like, okay, I got this shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's let's play hero today, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so we, I went up yeah. and I went up with with the grandson and we, I went inside and I was just so in shock because I didn't think that it was that bad because the wall had fallen down. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. So, and, um, but this was like it was pretty common that wall, like a lot of walls had fallen. Yeah, I'm assuming a lot of rooms suffered the same fate. You yeah. Know? So, do you yeah, know that room? Yeah. Was still, mm. Do you know anybody who was staying in their house during the 
typhoon and had their had their um like any friends that had their yes houses like collapse because what what really amazes me is knowing that only like really only one person uh, right died but was that was that even during the typhoon so here's some speculation okay so one person died from the typhoon only one right but there was an article that went out a few days later saying that typhoon youtube took another um victim or whatever it's not true Mm -hmm. that lady died and bless her soul but she died because of monoxide poisoning because of the generator that was running inside her building but i mean that's indirectly caused by the typhoon because you had to run that you had to run that generator yes but that happened after the storm like totally after it didn't it wasn't during right Right. So, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's still incredible because a lot of people. I mean, how many people uh, do you know that stayed inside their homes and like, what kind of injury did they have? Any injuries or did they? They all found a place within that structure to Mm -hmm. to stay inside. Is that right? Yep. So miraculously, just like Sotolor, you know, because so many roofs were taken away. They're you know, either they collapse or they were blown away. But the good thing is that a lot of people just went straight into their bathrooms. Yeah. Because, you know, usually, I guess here, um, they make the bathrooms cement compared to the rest of the house, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, in a sense, becomes the safest place to hide during a storm. So, for example, some of our classmates, like um, Christine, Roki, um, Jinky, they were in their houses when the... Ooh, okay. When the... Um, storm hit and they lost everything you know um it was crazy they um i don't know if you read jinky's story where she had to hide under a a couch until the wind kind of died down and then she ran to her car but then part of the roof was on her car so she couldn't leave oh my god it was no i didn't it's a whole story it's a yeah i'll find it i'll find it yeah 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 check out um rachel wrote it rachel wrote it okay okay gotcha yep Wow. But um, yeah, it's you just hear all these stories. But in, in at the end of the day, though, here we are three weeks later, alive. Yeah. You know. That's I know. Kind of trips me out. So. I just think about it too because it hit the Philippines. Uh, you two did right. anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and I and you know you know still ninety miles an hour of wind is still not something mm-hmm. to laugh about. But then six people were taken away in that storm. Right. You know, but then here you had I I was really and i'm really thankful that it was only it was only one i mean of course we prefer none but right right the, the fact that you guys don't have anywhere really to evacuate to um and you guys all made it it was really just infrastructure and property that was damaged right yeah um, i think is pretty incredible uh, for a tiny yeah. island i'm very impressed as well you know yeah and like considering that your infrastructure there is really not that great either it really isn't, no, but you know, <laughs> you got tin roofs. Yeah. yeah, everyone yeah. has tin roofs, so it's like, you know. Did your place have a tin roof? It did. It did. Oof. So you know, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> knew like once, it. once yeah, the once storm I, was coming. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not gonna chance it. No, thank yeah. you. Did the um? Did the schools serve as like places for shelter? During, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So. I understand that um, Red Cross usually does shelters, but um, our government handles the shelters here. Mm-hmm. 
So they opened they opened up the shelters a few days before the storm. So I think that's why a lot of people were okay, mm-hmm. you know, because they were in a safe place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think all the shelters were opened up and it was full capacity for everyone. Okay. So it was good. People took advantage of it, and that's important. The last person I have on this podcast is Rosalina Hoste. She was my English freshman teacher back at Mariana's High School, and she now is a librarian for another high school that I attended while I was in Saipan called Saipan Southern High School. Uh, this is our conversation. Where were you when the storm hit? Were you at home or were you at another place? And what was happening during that time for you? Okay, well, um, five days prior to the storm, I was on Guam, and we knew the storm was coming, but we weren't very concerned because it was still a Category 1. However, I got back to Saipan on Monday, and they were saying that the storm, like within a 24-hour period, had grown from a Category 1 to a Category 4 and possibly could hit us at a, at a Category 5. So um, the storm was forecast to hit Wednesday night on the 24th, and so the next two days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we, the island was in full-scale preparation mode. Everybody was prepping. Um, I went and bought lots of containers, lots of buckets, extra containers of water. And we were as prepared as could be because uh, we had had the Mankut scare uh, a couple weeks prior to that. And as you know, that's the storm that ravaged Rhoda and went on to do a lot of damage in the Philippines. But none of us were prepared for how strong U2 was going to be and I think a lot of people were in denial because we had just been hit by Sotolor in 2015 and people were thinking, and that was the worst storm in 30 years, so people were thinking it would be a while before we saw another storm of that magnitude. So to answer your question, I was at home and I was already prepped as of, as of like noon the day before. And to be honest, I was more scared for Mankut, because when they were warning us that that storm was coming, I moved everything out of the out of my dad's bedroom and the wooden extensions, the wooden extended living areas of my house. I had moved everything into my concrete house, but Mankut missed us. So when we heard that YouTube was coming, I only took a few things out of my dad's room, but I left the major out of my dad's room, but I left the majority of the stuff there. And as you can see from the damage, I lost most of my stuff because I I, right. I wasn't as concerned about this storm as I was over my coop. And so now the rest is history. I've now lost thousands of dollars worth of stuff. So again, to answer your question, I was at my house the night before the storm. They told us to be indoors as of 3 p.m. And it was already, winds were picking up as of 6 p.m. But it really, relatively speaking, it wasn't that bad. I don't have storm shutters over my French windows, but I was able to see out. There were a lot of strange things that I noticed about the storm, and I'll tell you about that um, in a little while. But things didn't really start to get bad until 1.30 in the morning. And then from 1.30 till about 4 o'clock, that's when the major destruction hit, and it was terrifying, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were, you were up the whole time. Like, you couldn't go, like, I don't know if anyone could have slept through that storm. Oh, no. I, I could not sleep. Um... My best friend and I were on the phone from from six o'clock till about midnight. We were messaging back on for, back and forth on on WhatsApp. Let me tell you something unusual that I saw in this storm. Um, there were a lot of flashing lights, and people say that it was lightning, but I wasn't really convinced that it was lightning. You know, um, 
here here it's at this time of year at five you know at six o'clock it's already dark you know and um, with the power out there's no way that you could really see across the street to the jungle uh, to the jungle across the street from my house but when the storm was hovering over us from 6 p.m. to midnight it was strangely illuminated outside of my house and every 15 30 seconds I would see flashes of light and it didn't seem like traditional lightning because we weren't getting the rolls of thunder that you normally get after the lightning flashes but I it almost seemed UFO like I know it sounds kind of funny but it was um, the sky was lit up to like a light gray that I could see 30 40 feet across the street to the jungle um, across my house and that's what I thought was strange. Now the winds were about 80 miles per hour already from 6 p.m. to to midnight um, with a few strong gusts but it wasn't anything terrifying so I sat by my window at least from from 7 to 10 I was there messaging and my friend was she was worried because my, my best friend has uh, a semi-concrete house tin roof and her kitchen is all tin roof and oh, um, no. there's actually okay. yeah and there's and she lives in the fitness area, and as you know, the southern from from Suzuki CK all the way down south, we were all hit really, really bad, the worst. And I got to tell you a true story. It's a miracle, but all the houses around my friend's house were destroyed, and her boys have like a shack, a tin shack that they sleep in across, you know, outside her house. The boys' tin shack was demolished, but her main house and her dirty kitchen, untouched. Wow. And and her roof is not fortified at all. And so it's a mystery how her house came out unscathed. And and, um, and it's a tin roof. Tin roof, absolute tin roof. Uh -huh. Yeah, the thinnest it's you could find. Man. Like I was, I go, I went to her house the day after the storm, and I looked up at the ceiling, and I was like, "How the hell do you still have a roof?" And she goes, "Sister, <laughs> it's the power of God." She was on her knees praying like the whole night, and I remember she sent me uh, tearful messages on my on my phone, and she was just afraid. She hid in her closet when the when the storm was at its peak and uh, at one point a, a tree had collapsed and fell on her kitchen and I thought that her kitchen was gone but it really the way that the tree fell it really prevented a lot of damage but you look That's at the house point. next to her and the houses down the street all the roofs are gone and, and there's really no explanation for it other than supernatural supernatural protection and her and her um, what do you call it her because uh, it's semi-concrete right her walls were concrete. Yeah. Okay. Did they? Did that? Uh, the walls stood. Yeah. Huh. And also, one thing that a lot of people don't realize that this is some advice that my brothers gave me. They live in Hawaii, but when the storm is coming, you shouldn't close all the doors and windows in your house. You should leave a couple windows, one on each side of the house, slightly open, so that it it um, alleviates the pressure. You know, because if all the oh, windows had right, been completely right. shut, then your windows would have exploded. You know, so I left my windows about four to six inches open on each side of my house, and that allowed the wind to flow through directly through my house. So I think that's what spared my windows, and my friend did the same thing. So that probably helped to uh, to uh, lessen the pressure in her house. Okay. Oh, that's mm -hmm. really interesting. I never thought about that. I know that people were talking about um, they were feeling pressure in their ears during the storm, uh, no. which it kind of tells you how strong it is if you have pressure in your ears uh, during that time. Um, I didn't I, experience I, yeah. that, but even just leaving my window open four inches at, with the wind 
gusting up to 220 miles per hour, I was getting a steady stream of water coming in through my window, through the screen, and yeah. that and that that little bit of rain that was coming in through that that section was enough to wet all my carpets in the yeah. living room and in the receiving room. Yeah. So how how um, how damaged is your place? Uh, I lost about. I lost the back third of my house. The main house is fully concrete, but there's about a thousand square feet of extended living area in the back, which included my dad's room, the dirty kitchen, storage room, and um, a, a neighbor's room that is all gone. As well as the side extensions that we repaired post Sodaler, we spent about three thousand dollars on that extension. That's all gone again. Oh man, ah, uh, yeah. So you had something. You had um, repairs being done after Soldalore, and it just yes. wiped it out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. that's such a that's such a problem. I mean, I'm not sure how much of the island is. I'm assuming that a lot of the island is going through repairs after another, oh. like the first repair of Soldalore, and then doing that again for you two. There were people who just finished getting repaired from Soldalore three years later, and. All their repairs are gone, and a, a great example is the Marianas High School gym. Uh, yes, they had just yeah, I reopened. heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. But the good thing about that is the gym is still under warranty, and I'm hearing that because it's under warranty, they're going to fix it up again, and it should be open sometime in December. Is what I is what I heard. So that's relatively quickly. Okay. How about um? Because I know that you're you you are uh, a librarian at Southern High. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, so how I know that you had photos that you showed us of the uh, library. What's the progress on that like now? Well, because I was a lot of us were tending to the damages at our own houses. We didn't get to the library as quickly as we wanted to, and also we were told to stay away from the schools until a certain amount of time. But it was it was already day day 14 or day 16 after the storm when I finally had the energy to to muster up volunteers to come and help me and I knew that it was a job that I couldn't do by myself because the damage was so severe and I was very thankful uh, that um, on the day that we went in 14 days post storm we had 30 volunteers show up to help clean and even with 30 people it still took us all day to get everything, all the trash bagged up, all the floors swept and mopped and dried out because the library had it was like a swamp. It had it had literally like three, four inches of water in there. Oh. And okay. um and a, a big portion of the ceiling, the roof, and the air conditioning unit was all all damaged. A lot of things had collapsed, and there were a lot of books too that had black mold that we had to take out because if you don't take the mold out quickly it will spread to other books and you could potentially lose your whole collection so it was like amputation oh, I see I see um, mm -hmm. it, it seems like though because I remember the I remember the size of the library it wasn't that huge it wasn't that big if I remember correctly um, it's only one story right it was only one floor the, the library is like the equivalent, it's, it's its own building, but the length of the library is about four classrooms, four right. instructional classrooms, uh, but the, the, the back fourth of the library is a storage, a textbook storage room. 
So the actual floor space is about three classrooms long. The front side of the library consists of glass windows. And I've been asking the administration for three years to, to reseal the windows or to change them out completely because every time it rains, we get a Lake Susupi situation in the library, and it kind of flows <laughs> across the floor. And yeah. so I'm a librarian slash maintenance, and uh, I mop the floor every time it rains. And uh, But now, now that the window is completely gone, they have no choice but to replace the windows. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. At least there's a positive that comes out of this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Okay. But all, I mean, all in all, I'd, I'd say at least yeah. $50,000 worth of damage on the on the school library. Oh, man. I, I mean, I know that there's a lot of damage. It's just it's hearing the, the kinds of numbers that you guys have to deal with, and especially, like, you like your personal belongings, you probably lost thousands of dollars worth, too. Oh, um, easily. Yeah. And what's, I guess, going forward... Like, what's going to be, how are you going to be able to deal with it? Because obviously, like, no one, as far as I know, I'm not sure if you can get compensated for your belongings being destroyed by a storm. There, there is a certain amount of uh, assistance that they can give you for that. It really varies from household to household. But let me tell you this. It is sad for a lot of families right now, especially those who are living in non-concrete structures. There are 50,000 people on this island, but there are literally thousands of homes that were destroyed, as in no walls, no roof, nothing. And, and all the belongings were soaked, and even some places have been, um, what do you call it, like looted, you know? Um, I saw a story last night of, I, I guess it's a former student at our school who the parents go to work during the day, but he just sits in his car um, at their at what was once their home, and he just sits there guarding whatever property they have left, you know. But he doesn't yeah, even have yeah, yeah. a roof over his house to go into. He has nowhere to go into, so he just sits in his car all day. And that I'm I'm, I'm very thankful that that's not the level of devastation that I experienced. But that is thousands of families. I hate to say this, but a lot of even CW families. Oh, the CW families. I don't even want to get started on that. I know how. I know how incredibly heartbreaking um, a lot of contract workers, you know, their situations are, especially because it's like they may not get they may not get aid. It's true, unless they have a U.S. citizen child, then they're more yeah. more more likely to get it. But you know, when the sun goes down, I mean, during the day it's hot, it's humid. We live in the tropics, but when the sun goes down, it's dark and the mosquitoes come out to feed and you know I'm very very blessed I had a friend from the state send me money to buy me a generator and there is the wait list for a generator was hundreds of names long but somehow I got a generator in five days I, I attribute that to the, the favor of God okay so that has made that has allowed me to to sleep well for the last ten days or so and believe me that first night I had the generator I slept for 14 hours because I hadn't slept in 10 days prior to that. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And I just want to thank Mrs. Wingfield, Isaac, and Mrs. Hoste very much for giving me their time and letting me know about what's been happening with them. Um, I do want to let you guys know that there will be a link uh, for donations if you haven't been able to help out yet or if you want to donate a little bit more to 
uh, the relief of this typhoon. It's u2relief.com, y-u-t-u-relief.com slash donate. Uh, there you'll have a good number of links and organizations where you can donate uh, where you think uh, it might be most helpful. And I thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, the typhoon has been tough to see, um, but recovery has been great. And just wanted to make a podcast and bring this to people's attention uh, if they hadn't known about it or if they just wanted to hear uh, what other people had gone through. So thank you so much.